welcome to Cody Cast. This is Cody Allen's podcast. Time for the Cody Cast. Excited to talk to Martina McBride, one of the great voices in country music. My new book, Here's the Thing, is really all about that. Taking you on some of my adventures in country music with all kinds of big names like Martina. It really is an all-access pass into my life. I tell you some behind-the-scenes stories I've never shared before. Plus, you'll hear about some of the things I've learned as I've leaned in to listen to my friends, uh, family, and even my own heart in my journey to find uh, happiness and true authenticity. So pre-order, here's the thing, my new book right now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever you can uh, order books. And of course, it'll be available October 19th as well. All right, on with the podcast now. Hey, Cody, it's Martina. Martina, thank you for uh, calling up here. Appreciate that. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. I am here at my house and enjoying the 72 degrees air conditioning. We're not in a, a barn on the outskirts of town this time, Martina. <laughs> I know, I know. I know, I'm in my kitchen. Yeah, last time we were together, we were like doing some sort of special and literally were in a barn that was, I don't know, I think about 150 degrees. And we were like, you were singing Independence Day. I was doing like a little interview thing. Anyway, it worked out, but nice to be with you. Um, congratulations on the uh, brand new Greatest Hits RCA years. You're releasing this uh, all on vinyl, right? Yes, I am. Double vinyl. Double vinyl. And I know vinyl is in, but um, this is a bold way to do it. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, I when I got to RCA, it was like, oh, vinyl's out. It's time for CDs. And I was like, dang, that's fine. But I, I grew up wanting to hold my own album. You know what I mean? Right. And so um, when this you know, and they, we, they've had, there's been some hits collections that they've released over the years, but this time we decided, yeah, let's just put it out on vinyl. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, I, I chose the track selection, which has a couple of things that haven't been on the other ones. So, you know, if somebody has those, it's a little bit different, uh, track selection and also just having it on that final format is so cool. Yeah, it really is. My uh, dad had a wall full of you know, shelves of albums, uh, just hundreds and so i mm -hmm. grew, i also grew up around vinyl and it's just something about when the needle hits the record that's just special um, yes i also noticed on the cover there's like an evolution of hair here martina <laughs> which which one was your favorite of all these oh my gosh i love that little short pixie cut on emotion i thought that that was so fun and it was so easy to take care of you yeah. know and that was a lot of fun. I'm glad I did that one. Yeah, it's, it's fresh. It looks fresh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> the pixie cut. Okay. Yes. Uh, when you look back at all those album covers, um, which which kind of project stands out as your favorite? Which um, would it be Emotion? You know, that's one of them. Yeah. I mean, Timeless. Timeless is up there because that was such a passion project for me. But um, Emotion, I, I think, was important to me because it's sort of, it signaled a real growth. Like I'd gone and done Lilith, Lilith Fair mm -hmm. um, and was really influenced by some of that alt, uh, I guess now we call it Americana, I don't know, like like um, Sarah McLaughlin and yeah. that kind of, Indigo Girls, that kind of thing. And, and was really influenced by not only that music, but also um, just the camaraderie on that tour. And mm. musically, I came back to Nashville and we start, you know, like Paul and I started using loops on the record. We start, we were really influenced by some of those records. Um, and I can remember thinking it was such a departure, you know, right. sonically, um, 
for me. So that that yeah, that that's a special record to me. Yeah, it definitely was the start of sort of coloring outside, maybe the, you know, coloring outside the lines uh-huh. a little bit musically, mm-hmm. which um and uh, next level sort of things. Also, I think mm-hmm. um this one's for the girls. I want to ask about it. It's such an anthem. Years ago, it came out, and yet in 2021, it's that song could be released and really. You know, it, it speaks to this moment, I think, for women. Um, have you sensed that as well? Yeah, you know, I, I just think that song is will be timeless. It's 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 just, you know, so well written. I didn't write it, so I can say that. It's so well written in the fact that it's so relatable and for right. like how brilliant to make a song that that scans different time periods in your life and different um emotions that you're going through at certain ages. And, um, now I need to add a, you know, a 52 verse or something instead of, (laughs) but like, uh, but you know, I think it just will always resonate. And, and I have, I'm, I've been doing this long enough that I have, I have sometimes three generations of women that come to the show together. So, you know, I have all of those age groups represented in my audience. And so, um, it's a real, it's a fun one to do live because, yeah, I think it's. I think that song is is ti- is timeless. I think it'll still have the same resonance because w- as women, we're all we all go through that. No matter if it's twenty twenty one or you know nineteen sixty two, we all go through that those same feelings. Yeah, uh, fans will get to hear that and all the hits on the Blake Shelton Friends and Heroes tour coming up. So, um, what what about touring about uh, with Blake? Do you look forward to most? Because he's a wild man. <laughs> Wild, yeah, I love Blake. We we sort of have a, a great kind of sister brother relationship and we always have a lot of fun when mm. we're together. And um, so I'm just looking forward to, you know, I'm looking forward to being in front of that audience, but also just hanging out with him, at, you know, on tour. My my um, friend, Janae Fleener, plays for him. So oh. she used to play with me. So I'm looking forward to hanging out with her on the road and maybe having some little girl, some, you know, girl time and um and I met Gwen many years ago, and she's just the most sweet, down-to-earth person. Oh, really? So, it'll, yeah, oh, yeah. Very, very down-to-earth. So it'll be fun to to get to know her a little bit better. And, you know, I'm, I don't know. It's just going to be a great experience. I can't wait. Yeah, I, I love that tour, and I love how he's um, obviously bringing all these friends together, um, like you and Trace, and, like, it's such a great lineup. Um have y'all talked about what you might do on stage together? Because I know during those shows in the past, he's always brought out everybody to sing together. Uh, what song might that be? <laughs> you know, I haven't heard that yet. Yeah. We we really haven't gotten that far. I mean, I haven't been privy to that yet, so I'm not sure. Um, but it's coming up, yeah. so I guess I better find out. Right, right. I hope yeah. Uh, new exhibit at the Country Music Hall of Fame, Martina McBride, The Power of Her Voice. Um, so cool because fans can go there and see a wide collection of items. Good opportunity for you to do a little spring cleaning and bring, yep. some, bring some of the best stuff to the, uh, the Hall of Fame. Um, what item in there um, st- stands out to you? Oh, my gosh. There's so many. I mean, I love the things from my childhood. Um, the, you know, the tomato shirt, I'm cool. Uh, that's that, that was cool. They put that in there, yep. but I, you know, one thing that people comment on a lot is that purple envelope because that's been so, you know, a story that I've told since 1992 and, um, the way that we, you know, gave our original demo tape to RCA in a purple envelope with oh. requested material written on it because they didn't take any unsolicited material. And, you know, I, I just thought it had gone by the wayside in the trash, but Randy Talmadge, the head of RCA A&R at the time, saved it and he on my 40th birthday he gave it to me in a you know framed mm. and uh so you know that's kind of a 
for me in a way that really started everything. Right. It, yeah. it, it, you know, because that, that, because I wrote requested material on it and they thought they'd asked for it. It got back to the right person. And, you know, next thing I know they're calling one to see a showcase and it just catapulted the whole thing. Yeah. I, I don't think I've heard you tell that story to me before about the purple envelope. That's awesome. It was a, it was a yeah. moment, you know, it was huh. a bass player had told me, a friend of mine had told me that, you know, he's like, you need to drop your demo tape off. RCA, I think, is looking for some a female to sign, but you can't just put it on the front desk because they don't take anything. You can't just walk off the street and drop it off. They'll just throw it away. So just write requested material on there, and then they'll think they asked for it. And, and I said, okay. And I went to Kinko's and got me this big purple envelope thinking, well, they can't miss this. And John actually wrote, you know, my name and her and requested material. And two and a half weeks later, they called and said, we love your demo tape. We need to see you sing live. And so we put a showcase together and I did. And then hmm. that, night, that night they came back and offered me, Josh Leo came back and offered me a record deal. So wow. it was pretty cool. As we wrap here, uh, the, the exhibit and just the collection of songs and the new album being the greatest, greatest hits must make you reflect a little bit on your career and how, not to quote a Rascal Flat song, but how you'll be remembered. <laughs> so what would you like your legacy to be? How would you like to be remembered years from now? <laughs> Big question, I know. Yeah, um, I think, you know, as someone who who had a catalog of material that people could relate to, that, pe- that helped people in some way, um, I like to be remembered as a kind person, a good friend, good mom, good, I mean, I'm a pretty good wife, but, you know. <laughs> Um, you know, just a, just a good person. And I think, okay. So one other thing now that you said is that is a big question, but I I think one thing that I'm most proud of is that I feel like I've always been authentic, you know, and I feel like that's one thing that's contributed to my longevity is people really feel like they're, they're getting the real thing. It's not like some manufactured thing of really hands-on. And, and, um, so I'm proud of that, you know, because, that, because when I look at that exhibit, when I look at that exhibit, at the Hall of Fame, and when I hear my music um, over, you know, the catalog, it's like, that's me. There's nothing in there that I go, oh, that wasn't how I was feeling. And that's not that's not really me, you know, and that's that's a pretty great feeling to stand in front of your exhibit at the Hall of Fame and, and think all of these decisions were me. You know, they yeah. it, it, it rings true. So that's good. Were there moments there had to have been moments where something you did struck you as that's not me leave that off the album or I shouldn't do that gig that's not me or whatever like there had been decisions in the past where you where you've tried to stay close to that authenticity by you know making choices that sometimes were not easy yeah you know you know at one point there there was a lot of concerted uh discussion about crossing over yeah and I remember telling Joe Galante why do you think I want to do that like I don't know that I want to do that and really, I was thinking to myself at the time, you know, I want to be loyal to country music. But as I look back on it now, and lots of years later, I just think I was I was afraid of it. Like I was afraid of, of it, you know, becoming bigger and out of my control and not I had fa- a family and kids to think of. And, and all of my decisions affected what, you know, their life as well. And so I don't know that that answers your question, yeah. but. Because it actually probably was authentic to me, you know, but but crossing over, I, I felt like wasn't at the time. So yeah. I did say no to that. And, and you know, yeah. And, so. Yeah. And some of those songs, 
not by necessarily intention crossed over because there were just great songs that you know everyone could relate to. I love you comes to mind, I guess. But I, mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, at the same time you were always still a country music singer, and you still came. I mean, you 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 still <laughs> dance with the ones that brung you, and yeah. um and and you always come home to Nashville. And so I've always uh, thought you were so authentic, and I love your music and this whole collection so cool on vinyl. So I will get the word out and um, listen. Oh. I always love chatting with you. Thanks, Cody. You too. This has been Cody Cast. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen anytime on the iHeartRadio app. Cody is heard on hundreds of radio stations across America and seen on CMT Hot 20 Countdown every weekend. For more, go to cmtcody.com.